The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Wednesday edition as we study the Source of Truth that is the Word of God. And we're glad you join us on this Wednesday morning and greatly appreciate the privilege to be part of your week and be part of your day. We hope your week is going well. Uh, the sun is out more than it was in winter now that we're in spring, which definitely itself hopefully brings a level of encouragement. Uh, but as we evaluate a section of Scripture again this morning, uh, you may find uh, that we're going to look at Solomon who speaks a section of Scripture here, writes a section of Scripture that shows a level, you could almost say, his discouragement and depression as he views life as he's trying to look at life from what we would consider to be the humanistic aspect of life. And not that he was humanistic in himself, but as he looked at it from the human standpoint of life. So let's go ahead and read the section that we're going to look at. We're in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, and we're going to pick up in verse number 12. The Bible says this, Solomon said, I, the preacher, was the king over Israel and Jerusalem, and I gave my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven. This sword travail hath God given to the sons of men to be exercised therewith. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. That which is crooked cannot be made straight, and that which is wanting cannot be numbered. I commune with my own heart, saying, Lo, I am come to a great estate, and have gotten more wisdom than they that have been before me in Jerusalem. And my heart hath great experience of wisdom and knowledge. And I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know ma- uh, madness and folly. I perceive that this is also vexation of spirit. For in much wisdom is much grief. And he that increases knowledge increases sorrow. Now, as you read this, you look at this and say, Solomon sounds depressed, sounds frustrated. Obviously, we know that Solomon was a very intelligent man. He was given the ability of great wisdom by God. And so what we see here, I think we need to understand something specifically, that a lot of times, if you're not careful, you'll look at this and see, well, he was, he's in the Bible. He was a king, king by God. So obviously, he's looking at this from the biblical perspective. And then it doesn't make sense why he's struggling with discouragement or whatever. You'd say. But the fact is, actually, it's not what's happening here. Solomon is looking at the world. He, he, he had all this knowledge. Remember, he was a wealthy man, but he, he, a wise man, but married 700 wives, had 300 concubines. Not what God planned for him. So please understand that even though he was given great blessing, he ultimately used much of this for the wrong reason. So what we're really seeing described here is that Solomon is reaching out, he's speaking from somebody who has sought to solve all, I guess the best way to put it, sought to solve all of the world's problems through human reasoning. He had great wisdom, he had great knowledge, and he looked at the problems of the world and he said, I'm going to seek out the answers to these problems. I'm going to use my wisdom. I said, how did he put it? Verse 13, and I gave my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven, that are, that are here on earth. This sore travail hath God given to the sons of man to be exercised. Why does he say it's a sore travail that God has given? God has given us things in the world we do not understand. Most of us would see that. I mean, just, just take into account the pandemic that hopefully we're on the end of. You think about 
every week, every day it seemed for a period of time, they claimed the science was changing. And please understand, that's not a political comment, my point of view, because a lot of times it was. A lot of times what was happening is they, would, they were convinced they had something figured out and then something new would come out. Why? Because they didn't know really what they were looking at. They're evaluating something and learning it as it's producing, as it's coming. The same thing happens with a lot of the things in the world today. We, we search out something. The, world, the, the scientific world is convinced they have solved things, convinced they understand something, and then all of a sudden a new understanding. They, they may call it... Um, an experiment, an experiment, or they discover something, or they invent something. They're really just discovering, not inventing things, but you understand the premise. And when they get this, now all of a sudden this new information rocks all the old information they had. So you look, and what's happening is, he says, you, God has given us this, hopefully, you know, and say responsibility, this job to try and figure out this world he's given us with no hope. Why no hope? Because there is no way, humanly speaking, to understand this world. That's really what we're looking at. So let me give you a, a little understanding of a term that I used a minute ago that it kind of fits today. It's the term of humanism. Now, there's a lot of different religious thinkings out there. One is called nihilism that believes there is no God at all. Uh, he doesn't exist. We would use terms like humanism or atheism or agnosticism. Um, agnosticism just doesn't, you know, I don't believe there can be a God. Atheism, there is no God at all. Humanism is I am the God. Anyway, all of these come under this aspect that there is no God, there, you know, we are just creatures of a freak accident that took place billions of years ago. The world just kind of randomly evolved, and because of that, we came out of nowhere, and there's no reason, there's no rhyme, there's no explanation why we're here. We don't really know the meaning of life. That's the thinking that kind of Salman's going after. That's kind of the thinking of today. And so what we're doing is we're constantly trying to figure out how to solve the world's problems with man's thinking. So he makes a comment. Uh, verse 15, that which is crooked cannot be made straight, and that which is wanting cannot be numbered. Here's what he's saying. I have tried, and I have worked, and I've seen, in verse 14, I've seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity. He's like, no matter how much wisdom I have, and no matter how much research we can do, the fact is, all the problems of today cannot be solved. He really comes at the end of frustration that with all the wisdom that God had given him, all the knowledge that he had at the time, the great, man of greatest wisdom ever, he looks at everything that he can say with all of this wisdom and all of this knowledge and says, there's no way to solve the problems. Can you imagine somebody of this great, and he becomes a philosopher now, this great wisdom and all this knowledge to look and say, with all of this information I have, there's nothing we can do. And in today we see that. We see people of great intelligence and they try to solve a problem and then it just doesn't seem to solve the problem. Why? Because it's a simple answer. We were never created to solve the problems of the world, especially with human reasoning. Well, here's an explanation why. God made this world. Please understand, this world was not a freak accident. It was not evolved. God created this world. Just, just think about this. Imagine your own hand, your own body, and how amazing it is to believe that it just randomly happened takes a whole lot more faith than to believe there's a God. To believe that the, the amazement of our universe is an accident and just kind of evolved, it technically takes more faith than believing in God. Now, the reason I the world likes to believe that it's an accident is because if I believe in an accident, then there is no God, I'm not responsible to God. It's a simple premise. But it really comes down to we can't understand the world because we didn't create it. And it's not an accident. There's nothing to discover. God has given us. We, we have a God who has the answers, and we need to go to Him. But the world doesn't want to do that. And Solomon, unfortunately, was looking at this. Why? Verse 16, I communed with my own heart. 
saying, Oh, I am come with great estate and have gotten more wisdom than all of they that have been before me in Jerusalem. He said, I have more knowledge and wisdom. And he says, Yea, my heart has great experience and wisdom and knowledge. He goes, I, I sought all of this, and there's still no answers. And that's where the world finds it out. Can you imagine all the world has to offer, and you go out and seek all of this knowledge? And when it's all said and done, yeah, you can follow because you're supposed to the wisdom of the world. But the fact is, the more you learn, the more you understand. There's just so much more we don't know. And no matter how many times you throw money at the situation and, you throw, and you're convinced this is the problem, the more, how much your time you try to solve these problems and you, you think you got it, it pops up back over here. Because human wisdom cannot solve the problems of today. It just cannot. Which in itself, think about that, that's an awfully depressing thought. No matter how intelligent we are, we cannot solve the problems of today. Wow, that would be very depressing. And so what we do is, in our world, we think we got to solve them when all of the answers that the, the politicians and the scientists give us, and all these answers come and they don't solve the problem. Well, no wonder we struggle with depression and anxiety in our world. Because the simple answer is this. We're not going to solve the answer of the human reasoning because God created us with a finite mind, with limited knowledge. There are things in this world we don't understand and we'll never understand because God will not allow us to understand them. Because God wants us to go to Him for the answers. And that's what we need to see here. So let me finish with this, this very simple but yet very important truth. We spend most of our time today talking about the fact that there are no answers for the problems today. That's a pretty depressing thought. While God has given us signs and we can discover it, and fortunately he's allowed us to learn about medicine and things of that, that does help us in today's struggle. Let me explain this. The simple answer of the real problems of today. I'm not talking science and medicine. The real problems of today, the social, the battle, the social battles, and all the things we're going through. The answer is not science. The answer is not one person right or pushing down another group. The answer is simply God. Now we don't like that sometimes. At least the world doesn't like that sometimes because they don't want to be answerable to God. Can I tell you the world's got a wrong view when it comes to being answerable to God? It's not some God oppressing us and making us miserable. He's given us answers, which means He's got the answers, and then the result is joy and strength and encouragement and courage and power in the midst of a time when we feel nothing but powerless. And that is the answers that we see. And David talk, and Solomon talks about that. We'll see that more. As we get to the end of this chat book, we're going to see as Solomon recaps all of this to be the human look, how the world looks at the, at the, how the humans look at the world as empty and vain and frustrating. How God gives us the answers, that's the source of strength that we have. Just read the book of Proverbs, you'll see that. He, as Solomon writes all of the answers from what God would give us, that's what we look at. So when you look at this, the answers are not, are not found in the world. And if you're seeking the answers from the world, you're going to find yourself a little discouraged because they're not going to be found in the world. They're only found in God. And they're not found in religion. They're not found in church. They're not found in a preacher. They're found in Jesus. Don't get me wrong. When you come to Jesus, you will find yourself go, need to be going into a church where there will be a preacher to help give you some advice. But the answer is not found in a religious system. The answer is found in Christ alone. And that's what you need to seek today. If you're not saved, you need to think, think, seek Him, seek the answer of true salvation. If you, we'd love to help you if you want to call us here at the church. If you are saved, the answer is not found in all of the problems of today. That's why we can get discouraged. The answer is found in Him. So keep your eyes on Him today and realize He's, he's got the answer. And he is the source of strength. Well, thanks for joining us on this Wednesday. We would invite you to join us tonight. If you're able to make it, our, our midweek Bible study, the adult Bible study, takes place in an auditorium. It starts at 7. A youth group and kids club will meet in their respective places. Uh, if you can't make it or if you're not local, uh, we will be live streaming the Bible study. And we hope you join us again tonight. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.